Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. I'm your host, Nathan Wood, filling in for Dustin Roberts, and today we're going to learn more about the prayer life of Jesus. Well, have you ever wondered why the Bible seems so mysterious? Why some people understand it better than others? Those are a couple of questions that Rabbi Schneider will address today as he explains why God chooses to reveal himself to the humble, childlike, and those who would be classified as the least of these. It's a powerful message, and if you missed any of the previous messages, you can catch up online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. But right now, let's get started. Here's Rabbi Schneider. We're gonna be looking at some of the prayers that Jesus uttered and then making application to our lives as we rely on the Holy Spirit for revelation and insight into his prayers. Let's just begin by inviting Jesus into our midst that he would bless us as we examine and receive from his words. Lord Jesus, we worship you today. Father God, we bless you today. We ask you now to come by the power of your Holy Spirit in a special and dynamic way as we examine, Lord Jesus, your words, that you would give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation, Lord Jesus, and insight into the words that you prayed so that we would understand what you meant when you prayed them. Just that we would have imparted to us the same substance that was in your heart when you prayed them. Jesus, we wanna be like you. Make us like you through your word, we pray. Father God, we give you glory today in the name of your son, Yeshua HaMashiach. And all God's people that are in agreement with this spoke Hebrew and said, Amen and Amen. I want to begin today, beloved ones, by looking at the book of Matthew, chapter number 11, verse number 25 and 26. This is just a short declaration, a short prayer of thanksgiving. Jesus said, I praise you, Father, he said, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and intelligent and have revealed them to the infants. Yes, Father, for this was pleasing in your sight. So this is actually a window, get this now, into the heart of Jesus as Jesus expresses a prayer of thanksgiving to the Father for thanking the Father that he gave revelation to the simple and hid it from the wise and the prudent. There's several dynamics going on here that I think are often missed when people read this. First of all, beloved, I wanna make kind of a confrontational, challenging statement here, confrontational only in the sense that it challenges many of our ways of thinking. Notice that Jesus said here that the Father's glory was actually hidden by the Father's design from the wise and the prudent. In other words, Jesus thanked the Father that the Father withheld the revelation of his glory from the proud. And this actually brought Jesus joy because Jesus said the Father rejects the proud. He resists the proud, but draws near to the humble. So listen again. Jesus says, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden. Now notice that Jesus is actually thanking the Father from hiding revelation. Jesus said, have hidden these things. What things? The mysteries of the kingdom of God the mystery of who Jesus was, the understanding of the parables, the understanding of his word, that the Father didn't give insight 
into who Jesus was, the Son of God, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and the Prince of Glory, the Father hid that from the wise and the prudent. In other words, when the wise and the prudent looked at Jesus, they didn't see the Son of the Most High God. They didn't see the Father's only begotten Son. They didn't see the master of the universe through whom all creation was made through. When the wise and the prudent beloved ones looked at Jesus, you know what they saw? An ordinary man, because who he was, was hidden from them. Look again at the verse, look again at the verse, because we like to think that God reveals himself equally to everybody, but you can't substantiate that based on the word or based on even looking at the historical reality. In other words, some nations have received the gospel. Other nations have never heard the gospel. The gospel has been preached all across America. It's being preached through other continents and other nations. And yet in certain parts of the world, hardly anybody has ever heard the gospel preached. So how can we say that everybody is given the same amount of revelation? That's not true. This is why Jesus said to Peter, who do they say that I am? And Peter said, well, some say that you're Elijah. Some say that you're John the Baptist back from the dead. Jesus said, but who do you say that I am? And Peter said, thou art the Christ. Thou art the anointed one. Thou art the Messiah, the son of the living God. You know what Jesus said after Peter said that? He said, blessed art thou, son of John. He said, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. In other words, Jesus said, you are blessed. You are blessed, Peter, because the reason that you know who I am, the reason that you know that I'm the anointed one, that I'm the Messiah, that I'm the Christ, the reason you're able to perceive this is because the Father has blessed you with the revelation of it. It wasn't something that people could see on their own. It wasn't something that people could simply figure out by common sense. They could only perceive who Jesus was by a gift of revelation. You see, revelation is a gift. And so Jesus, in this section of scripture that we're reading about here, he's filled with thanksgiving and joy that the Father saw fit to hide the revelation of the glory of Jesus from the proud from the wise and the prudent, and instead, the Father revealed them to the babes, to the childlike, to the innocent, and to the humble, and this brought Jesus great joy. We like to make God like a man. We like to make God just like us. You know, we have our standard of what we think is right and what we think is fair, but God doesn't operate the way we do. Remember Jesus told the parable about the owner of a field. And he called forth laborers to work in his field. And some laborers showed up early in the morning, and these workers worked all the way from morning until the end of the day. Other workers showed up in the middle of the day, and then they worked till the end of the day. Some workers showed up three hours before the day was over, and other workers showed up just an hour before the day was over. So some worked a full day, some worked a half of the day, some only worked about a quarter of a day, and some worked, beloved, only for an hour that day. Now, in our mind, we would think that each one would be paid according to how many hours they worked. But Jesus tells the parable, and in the parable he says that the owner called all the workers forward to be paid at the very end of the day. And he began, beloved ones, by giving those that had worked only an hour a full day's worth of wages. And then 
when the last ones came to get paid, the bottom line of the parable is that the owner paid the ones that had only worked an hour the same amount as he paid those that had worked the full day. And those that had worked the full day were so upset, they said, we worked a full day. This guy only worked an hour and you paid him as much as you're paying us. It didn't seem fair. The owner said, listen, I paid you what I agreed to pay you. What is it to you if I wanna be generous and pay this guy that only worked one hour the same amount that I paid you? In other words, the father's standard of right is different than human beings' standard of right. And the father's standard of fairness is different than our standard of fairness. This is what Paul deals with, beloved ones, in Romans chapter nine. Paul said, it's not by the man that wills or the man that runs, but it's based on God that showeth mercy. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and Rabbi will be right back, so please keep listening. Did you know that you can connect with Rabbi right on your phone? The Rabbi Schneider app is packed with resources, videos, and a daily devotional that are designed to help jumpstart your day. The Rabbi Schneider app is free, bringing you inspiration and encouragement 24 hours a day and seven days a week. Simply search for Rabbi Schneider in your phone's app store and download the app today. If you're looking to better equip yourself in your study, pursuit, and growth in Jesus the Messiah, be sure to go online and explore our treasury of Messianic content. You'll find Messianic teaching tools and videos, information about God's seven annual feasts, the Hebrew names, titles of God, and so much more. This content is ready and available for you today online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. To become a blessing in someone's life today, get in touch to partner with us. Our mission is to prepare the world for Jesus' return, and your financial gift is channeled directly toward this worthy cause. Take your first step today by calling 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. Or visit us at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Your contribution will equip others for Messiah's return. And now here is Rabbi Schneider with the rest of today's message. Paul goes on in Romans 9 through 11. He says, what much of Israel sought for did not obtain, but the elect obtained it and the rest were hardened. Paul even said in Romans 9, and you can look it up for yourself because I know that when I share this, you know, if people are not used to being taught this way, a lot of times they'll just shut it out and reject it because it makes them uncomfortable and it's difficult to have to deal with something and process something that's unfamiliar or is different than the way you've been taught. But beloved one, all I ask you to do is to look up what I tell you in the Word of God. And if it's in the Word of God, then recognize if you choose to reject it, you're not rejecting me, you're rejecting the Word. So I just challenge you, check it out in the Word. So Paul tells us in Romans 9 there, he says to us, Jacob have I loved, the Lord said, and Esau have I hated. Paul knows, as soon as he says it in Romans 9, that that won't seem right to us. It won't seem fair to us that God would not create everybody the same, that he would not give everybody an equal chance. But Paul says, as soon as he says that, that you will say to me then that God's unjust. In other words, he knows that when the hearers hear that statement, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated, Paul knows they're gonna react to it and say it's unjust. And Paul says, who are you, O man? 
to answer back to God. Does not the potter have the right over the clay to make from the same lump one vessel for honor and another vessel for common use or dishonor? And so, once again, when we read through Romans 9, we see the same concept, that God does not give the same amount of revelation to everybody. In other words, some people are raised in environments where the gospel is being preached everywhere. Other people are raised in an environment where they might never hear the gospel presented their whole life. So, Jesus is saying here, in the book of Matthew, chapter 11, verse 25, 26, Jesus says, Father, I praise you, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and intelligent. The Lord truly, listen now, he chose to hide it. Jesus didn't say that the Lord revealed it to the wise and the prudent, but that the wise and the prudent wouldn't receive it. But rather Jesus says, Father, I thank you that you hid it from them, that thou did hide these things from the wise and the prudent and have revealed them to the infants. Yes, Father, for this way was well-pleasing in your sight. And so we learn here a mystery as we're looking at the prayer life of Jesus. Listen, that we need to walk with God on his terms. We need to get into alignment with God's mind and with his heart and stop stubbornly refusing that God become like a man and do it our way. In our way, we would say everybody gets the same revelation. Everybody gets the same opportunity to respond. But Jesus said, no, thank you, Father, that you hid it from the wise and the prudent and revealed that to the babes. Let's get into alignment with God. Jesus, beloved, saves God's elect. Jesus said, I know my sheep, my Father's given them to me, my Father's greater than all. And Jesus said in John 6, no man comes to me unless the Father draws him. Jesus said, all that have heard and learned from the Father come to me. That's the same thing that Jesus is saying here. The Father's the one that gives the revelation. Remember Jesus said in John 6, he said, all that have heard and learned from the Father, Jesus said, comes to me. So who comes to Jesus? Those that, listen, have heard and learned from the Father, those that have received revelation, just like we saw that Peter did when Jesus said to him, blessed art thou, Simon, son of John, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to thee, but my Father who is in heaven, right? Jesus said, I know my sheep, my Father's given them to me. And so we need to understand that Jesus has an elect people, and if you believe in him today, beloved, it's because you're chosen, because you are chosen by the Father in Ephesians chapter one, before the foundation of the world. Jesus said, you did not choose me, but I chose you. Let's get into agreement with God. Let's stop insisting that he does it our way. Let's get into agreement with his word. It might not make sense to you. It might not seem fair to you, but it's what the word of God clearly teaches. Let's get into alignment with God. I want you to know, if you truly love Jesus today, it's because you're one of the elect. The Bible tells us that even as God chose Israel out of all the nations of the earth in the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, the Bible tells us in the book of Romans, so too there's a remnant chosen according to grace, not from among Jew or Israel only, but also from among the Gentiles and the Greek. And so, beloved one, I want you to know that if you love Jesus today, it's because he chose you. It's because the Father revealed himself to you. It's because the Father drew you to Jesus. It's a reason to get down on your knees, to give thanks. It's a reason, beloved, to be humble 
And it's also reason to know that it's your job to witness. It's not your job to determine whether someone will believe or not. Our job is simply to spread the word. It's the Father's job to reveal the truth to people. It's the Father's job to draw people to himself. And so we just have to be obedient and preach the gospel to the ends of the earth. The Father then will take our witness and use it as he wills. Amen and amen and amen. So as we study today, this prayer of Jesus, we've learned several things. Let's review today, beloved ones. First of all, what we've learned is that God hides himself from some people and contrary, he reveals himself to others. Isn't this what Jesus says? I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden, now look it up for yourself, Matthew 11, 25 and 26, it's not me, it's the word, right? That's what Jesus said. He said, God, you hid it. So we see here that God hides himself from some. In this case, she said it was the wise and the prudent and that he reveals himself to others, that thou hast hidden these things from the wise and the prudent and have revealed them to the infants. Now, beloved ones, Paul speaks about this concept when he says, look amongst yourself at those that truly love God, Paul said. How many are there among you that are of the high ranking in the world? How many, in other words, how many high-ranking professionals are in your midst in your church that truly love God? I mean, passionately. Now, I know that there are high-ranking professionals, beloved from all walks of life, that truly love God. But Paul said there's not many of those, but mostly God has chosen, Paul said, the foolish of the world to confound the wise and the prudent and the successful. You see, God chooses the lowly of the earth to turn over the entire table that is part of the world system. This is what Jesus is revealing to us here. So let no man look down on you because when Jesus returns, the first are gonna be last and the last are gonna be first. The thing that gives you value is not how much money you have, not what your profession is, it's not how good looking you are. The thing that gives value, beloved, is knowing that you're precious and chosen of God. And so we rejoice today with you, Father, that we are part of a humble kingdom. That, Father, those that are humble before you are those that are gonna shine brightest in your kingdom. That we just have to humble ourselves under your authority and become the servant of all. Jesus, you said, let he that is the greatest among you become the servant of all. Thank you, Father, that this is the way of your kingdom, that you have a gentle and a humble heart and Father, that you'll accept anybody that will come to you on your terms. Father, we say we love you today with a childlike love and a childlike faith in Jesus' name that he would be glorified in our lives. Amen. You're listening to a message from Rabbi Schneider titled, The Least of These, here on Discovering the Jewish Jesus. To learn more about this ministry, or if you'd like to listen to today's message again, be sure to visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You know, the Word of God often conflicts with the way we think about things, but God's revelation is a gift to you and to others. And you can help us share God's truth with people all around the world when you partner with us. I wanna read you what I believe is one of the most beautiful scriptures concerning the promise of God that comes to us when we honor him with our wealth. I'm reading Proverbs chapter three, verse nine and 10. Open your heart, listen to this word that the Lord gives us. Honor the Lord from your wealth 
and from the first of all your produce. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. This is a direct promise that when we honor the Lord with our finances, He responds to that by supernaturally blessing our lives and circumstances. If you believe this, I wanna ask you, if you sense the Holy Spirit knocking on your heart right now, make your best offering to the Lord through discovering the Jewish Jesus. Thank you for your help. I love you, God bless you, and shalom. If God is leading you to support this ministry with a gift of any amount, then I'd like to invite you to call us today. You can reach us at 1-800-777-7835 or automate your gift each month by signing up to become a monthly partner online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can also send a check in the mail to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, PO Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. That's PO Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. As our way of saying thank you for your partnership, we'll send you several gifts of appreciation, including some partner-exclusive videos, our latest newsletter that's filled with lots of special insight, select teachings from Rabbi and his wife Cynthia, and details about our upcoming crusade and international outreach ministries. And for our new monthly partners, we'll send you an additional token of appreciation, a handcrafted shofar that's made in Israel. It's our prayer that you'll continue to be blessed by this ministry, and because of your commitment, people in over 200 countries are being reached for King Jesus. So partner with us right now by signing up online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com or by calling us at 1-800-777-7835. And when you reach out, don't forget to let us know how we can be praying for you and your family this year. And if you haven't seen Rabbi Schneider's teaching on YouTube already, you should take a few minutes and check it out. You can also find Rabbi's messages on Roku, Fire TV, Apple TV, and through the Rabbi Schneider mobile app. To learn more about all the ways you can listen to Rabbi's teaching over the airwaves on television or through your social media platforms, just visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. But now, let's wrap up today's message titled, The Least of These, with a special blessing. Here's Rabbi Schneider. In the Old Testament book of Numbers, we find a blessing God speaks over his children through Moses and Aaron. It carries the idea of favor and expression. Open your heart to the Spirit and the Word today and receive Father's goodness into your life with confidence. bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom.
If you'd like more information about Discovering the Jewish Jesus, visit our website at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You'll find our broadcast schedule, podcast links, teaching notes, and so much more. And while you're there, let our prayer team pray for you. Matthew 18:19 says, If two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. Our prayer team lifts up each individual request before the Lord. And then, as God answers your prayer request, or if God has touched your life through discovering the Jewish Jesus, send us your testimony. We want to rejoice with you, and your testimony will encourage others. Submit your prayer request or testimony at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can also connect with us on your social media outlets to stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. I'm your host, Nathan Wood. Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Be sure to join us tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider continues our study on the prayer life of Jesus. That's Thursday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.